0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on August 15th, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just This
1: segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions, a local advertising agency. Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof, from logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it, and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, Your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling Your Actualized Visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what Your Actualized Visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com your actualized visions, your dreams today, not someday.
0: I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com, and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you?
1: I am well, Joe. How are you doing?
0: I am just running ragged. I, I just got into my seat in the studio at the last
1: I second. I saw that. Yes, I saw oh. that. I saw that. I, I was just about to dial you and say, "Where on where on earth is Joe? Yeah. Where in the world is oh, Joe? Where in the world is Joe? Where in
0: the world is Carmen San Diego? But I made it.
1: You made it. Okay, listen, I got to tell you about something pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know that I'm always you know that I'm always looking for, you know, I I love all of the <laughs> events in the South Bay. We have so many wonderful right. annual events, but I really enjoy finding those different new one-off events, you know. Uh, that are a little mm-hmm. off the beaten path that um a lot of people just don't know about um you Ready? know i I really they're like it's like it's like digging you know for gems you know um anyway <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been uh down to Baileen Kitchen down at the Portofino hotel uh for for their their music series. Have you ever done that? They've only been doing mm-hmm. it for a few years it's only during the summer. And yeah, and down it, down, yeah. Well, well, they have they have live music in the in the hotel lobby on the weekend, mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. live music in the Bailing Kitchen Lounge and Bar. Um, but mm-hmm. the last few years during the summer, um, they have a little outdoor lounge area with fire pits and 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 sofas, tables and chairs and stuff. It's a small area, <laughs> and it's it's right on the marina, um, right you know right on the water there. And as I mentioned, they've they've been doing it for the last couple of summers, and I've gone to several of them. The last one I went to last year, a lot more people were showing up than the space could really handle. Mm -hmm. So this year, they've moved the venue down to the Port Royal Gas Dock, which unless you're a boater, you probably don't know where that is. It's... um, If you're you're going into the the Portofino property and you you go down where the parking is and then you go all the way to the end of the parking lot, which brings you out to one of the main channels, you know, for the marina, there's there's Mm -hmm. a gas dock there. And there's kind of an open area off of the gas dock. Um, So they moved this music series they've been doing there. And it's it's, it's larger than the other area, although it's still an intimate space, but it's large enough – to have, you know, a few tables and chairs, umbrellas. And they also have a, a full bar set up outside and a, a grill area. Ooh. And, and, you know, they they just do a limited menu, like, you know, two or three little items. Um, and, and, the, and they have live music there. And so uh, last Sunday, my husband and I rode our bikes down uh, and it was a local artist. Her name is Sharice Ray. And it was Sharice Ray and, pl- and friends playing. And um, I, you know, I've never seen her before. You know, I know most of the local bands, you know, I, I post about, you know, some of their shows and stuff, their local shows, but I had never heard of Sharice. And I was like, huh, I want to go check this out. So we rode our bikes down there and, it, you know, it was a beautiful day on Sun It was Sunday afternoon from three to six and we got mm-hmm. down there and it it, you know, it's so cool because it's. It's not a proper venue. It's kind of you you're like the end at a, the end of a corner of a parking lot, but it's right on the water. And the music was fantastic. The cocktail's icy cold. The food was delicious. um and and it was great because, as I mentioned, it's a gas dock, and like boats pull up, but they were pulling up just to tie up and listen to the music. You know, they weren't necessarily there to get gas. Like people were going in and out at going in and out of the marina, and they heard the music and saw everybody, and so they pull up, and you know, kayakers and paddleboarders. And you know who showed up? Uh, the French Brigade showed up on this massive paddle boat, uh, p- paddle board. You know the French Brigade? <sighs> you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Who is the, that? the the French Bulldogs. You know you know that okay. it's like six or eight up in the French Bulldogs that you always know, see on the strand with the their owner skateboarding and biking and Yeah. You know okay. what I'm talking about? It, it, yes, they're they called do. the French Brigade. Yeah, they're celebrities. Okay. Um <laughs> so anyway, um they they pulled up. They have this massive paddleboard, it's like four times the size of a regular paddleboard. So they pulled up and it was just so much fun. You know, it's just a completely <laughs> unique South Bay thing. That I, you know, I was very excited to discover, and they've already done a few shows this year. But they, there's only two more. There's only two more the next two Sundays. Um, so if anybody wants to go down and check that out, the information uh, is on my website, and uh, I posted I posted a recap in the blog today, so you can go check it out. So I just wanted to cool. share that with everybody. Cool.
0: Wonderful. That sounds like something very unique, and it's changed venue, so that's that's even better. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I missed Bite at the Beach. Kelly said it was amazing. Wow, but I didn't oh, I, I
1: I know it was. I, I couldn't because you know I had my I had my nephew I know, in town. I know. You know, yeah. So so I couldn't make it this year, yeah. but um, yeah. Twenty one and sure up was 21 up. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah.
0: Oh, next year, next year. Mm-hmm. Lots of great stuff in your newsletter this past uh newsletter last Thursday this morning. and this, oh. this well not just well yeah this morning okay i'm i'm referring again to next week last week because i'm looking forward to this coming sunday the beach the concerts on the beach yeah you yeah know. that's
1: coming up oh that's, a, that's yeah that's a new format it's a new format it's a new producer Um, They've got a new format. Um, We'll be going down this weekend. Check it out. And yeah, so there's always a ton of stuff going on in the South Bay, particularly during the summer. You know, that, you know, that, that, it always kills me because I put out that weekend guide every Thursday and every Thursday there's like, you know, 15,000 great things to do. And you obviously can't get to any of them, all of them, all of them. You know, you can, you can run your tail off trying to get to as many as you can, but you, you just can't make it to all of them. But speaking of great events, uh, we're going to be talking about another one this morning, and we're doing it a little earlier than we normally would, so that you know people know about it. You got to get got to right. get the word out about these. Yeah, so
0: it, there's something very very unique about this event, but even more about this location and the venue. <laughs> that's that's something that I love uh, talking to people about, and they say, where is it? And, I've never seen it. I know.
1: It. <laughs> it's another it's another great venue. It's another fantastic right. venue. that Neither you or I had any idea it was there right. until we, we first had them on this program a couple of years ago. We had no idea. Another hidden gem.
0: Another hidden gem. Jackie, can you tell us who are our guests today about a hidden gem?
1: A hidden gem. Okay, we have a couple of returning guests this morning. <laughs> Excuse me, Dean Shope and Mary Borders from the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club. Now, Dean Shope is a resident of Manhattan Beach and has been a Badminton Club member his entire life. He teaches at Cal State University, Dominguez Hills part time and has been a member of every USA team and event except the Olympic Games in the sport of badminton. Dean is a certified para badminton coach and coaching instructor for USAB and the Paralympic team for 2020. Now, Marianne Borders moved to Los Angeles from Pittsburgh in 1980 and became one of the first concierges in the city of Los Angeles. She spent 20 years as concierge and 13 years as director of catering. In 2013, she was hired by the Vistilis Group to develop their concierge program from which she created Dine Around L.A. Now, five years ago, Michael Zisslis introduced Marianne to the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club Junior Foundation to produce their annual fundraiser, Pub at the Club. Now, this morning, Dean and Marianne will tell us what attendees can expect at the annual Pub at the Club event taking place at the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club on Sunday, September 8th from 2 to 5. Welcome back to the program, Dean Marianne. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here.
0: <clears throat> thank you both thank you both um you know
1: dean that's the
0: that's the issue i mean so many people still today you can run into in manhattan certainly and throughout the south bay but but even i, I it's it's strange that you'll run into people that even live near the the club and they just don't know about it isn't that still true yeah, but, don't
2: you find that yeah it's the club still is sits up on the edge of that hill off of uh, Valley Ardmore. And because of the angle of the yeah. slope of the land and the trees that are on the perimeter of the, of all of the uh, property, it doesn't look much different than especially nowadays with the big residential properties that are around us. But, uh, but even yeah, yeah. back when it was all little, little, little uh, one story houses, just the angle of the property and the fact that we, uh, we sit back um, off, of, off of a street where people are driving and looking forward and not look You have to look really up and really to the right or left to see the, uh, to see the badminton club. And even the historical marker that um, is across the street from the club, if you walk and you read it, you probably assume that that's where the club was <laughs> because it's mm. over in the green belt. <laughs> the, and so you don't even necessarily look up to see is it's still there. So uh, right. and even from the green belt, you won't see it unless you look past the trees. So right. uh, yeah, right. it's, it's definitely hidden, and uh, that's part of what makes it work here in the community. The fact that it doesn't just stand out as some some uh, gigantic eyesore or completely right. uh, completely different from the surrounding community. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Uh,
0: it's it's. Very cool, and of course, we've talked before about how the neighborhood has embraced the club and and the pool. And so, can you just talk a little bit about the history of the club for for those few percent of people out there listening that do not yeah. know there is a badminton club in Manhattan Beach?
2: So, so the club started out um, along with various other um, athletic uh, facilities down on the Strand, probably near Marine or 26th, one of those, wherever that that, uh, red car train station was back in the day in the 1930s. And the club moved to its current location in 1939, specifically to kind of get away from people and to get away from all the hustle and bustle of everything west of Highland, which is where the whole town mm-hmm. was situated. club came back here. There was nothing here. The train tracks were down there, and Live Oak Park had two tennis courts, and that was sort of the extent of what was around here. Um, they built it themselves. The, the members of the badminton part of what used to be the uh, the old bathhouse place, those badminton and volleyball members, but primarily the badminton members, came back here, and they built a three-court facility and a little clubhouse and a little swimming pool. And mm-hmm. uh, on they went. It was ultimately uh, used during World War II as a dance hall for GIs and for fundraisers for the for the war effort. And then it reverted back to the members in uh, at post-war. Uh, and it sort of grew a little bit, not very much. You kind of just moved along it had badminton courts people played badminton there was an indoor volleyball team beach volleyball hadn't been invented yet so the volleyball was an Mm -hmm. indoor team that traveled and played other teams in long beach and burbank and the the various other localities the badminton team worked in the same way there were a lot of club teams that existed Mm -hmm. uh, whether it was burbank with the movie studios or whether it was long beach with the air the aircraft industry but but badminton uh, badminton's always followed in the old in the in the the past history it followed a lot with aircraft with the navy hangars because you could play indoors and the movie industry was always very into badminton because the same thing they had sound stages and you could play indoors and the badminton court takes relatively little space and the projectile the shuttlecock doesn't fly out of the court and roll and hit equipment or hit anything it just It just floats Mm -hmm. to the ground and stops after you hit it. So it was always a really good fit for, um, as I said, the the higher-end military and the movies. And as badminton moved (laughs) along and volleyball moved along, the club eventually kind of dropped its indoor volleyball team because everything went outdoors, and we had a a sand court down below, and Mm -hmm. the badminton stayed indoors. And in 1970, we built our new facility, or bigger facility, which has five courts and has the current clubhouse and the, uh, the lounge area that you can sort of see if you're in the right angle from somewhere. But honestly, it's mm-hmm. hard to see any of these buildings unless you walk up to them um, or right. you're walking alongside of them. And if you're walking alongside of them, if you don't know to look, what is that? It just, it just doesn't, doesn't stand out as, as anything in particular. Um, and the club has, has existed as a as a community type program available pretty much it's a private club but it's available to residents and things like that and we've had junior teams going back to the 1960s with kids traveling to junior nationals and traveling all over the world playing we've had uh, various olympians come from our club we've had numerous players play uh obviously nationally and internationally and uh most currently, we have programs for juniors. We have a special needs program through Michael's Place. We host a lot of the Para Olympic training with myself um, and uh, Yuko Kawasaki, who's another one of our national coaches and, and uh, uh, is part of the group going going with me to uh, Peru next week or two weeks. I don't know when it is. Mm-hmm. Whenever the Pan Am's is for Para Pan Am's. Um, Mm -hmm. so we've been involved, the club has been involved in supporting all of those, all of those programs, as well as the club's own programs. But yeah, we've been here a long time. And it's been a lot of fun. And there's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. We have these old, um, if you walk through here, and you come into public, the club, you go upstairs, and you look at these flags, and you'll see these old beat up flags. And there's a flag with a card. I think it has a spade on it, and then you'll see a guy a face smiling, and then you'll see a badminton bird on one (laughs) or a racket. And these flags were the Internet of the 1930s and 40s. There was no Internet. There were no phones. A lot of places, a lot of people here, like even myself growing up here, my first telephone was a party line on our street. Mm -hmm. And back Mm -hmm. back in the 30s and 40s, a lot of people just didn't have telephones at all. So what they did is they had a flagpole, and we were sort of high up because there was nothing here. So if you were having a barbecue, you would run up the flagpole, your barbecue flag, and right. people around that were club members living down by on the highlands, you know, down in that area, could look up with their binoculars and say, oh, my gosh, they're cool. They're having a barbecue. I'll go up to the club. Or they're playing badminton or they're playing cards. And so it was, those <laughs> flags still exist. We don't, we don't use them, but they still exist in the lobby, and that's kind of a fun thing when you when you think back to Manhattan Beach in the 1930s. Um, and and forties pre telephone era of how to communicate with your friends that are down at the beach. That was a pretty unique method.
1: <laughs>
2: no. No.
1: And safer and Most, safer than smoke signals, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Light a fire. Now,
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Badminton is an Olympic sport and the Olympics are coming to Los Angeles and I expect a badminton club from 1939 to be involved,
2: Dean? Well, you know, to the extent, it's hard to say. Badminton is, of course, an Olympic sport. It has been since 88. Um, But badminton is hugely, hugely international in terms of the high level. The people making the millions of dollars playing are primarily coming out of Asia and some Northern Europeans, Danes and things. Most of the the great, the, the stronger players from the U.S. now are also expatriates, people who the United States in these various clubs, uh, just like our club. I'm one of the coaches here at the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club, but the other coach, the head coach, is Wei Zhang from China. And so a lot of our coaches come from these overseas programs. And it's hard to say. In L.A., I would think the badminton's probably going to end up, I would say, in Anaheim, like maybe at, I don't even know what they call the place anymore. It used to be called the Anaheim Pond. Uh, mm-hmm. The right next to Angel Stadium, that's where we played the right. World Championships in 2005, and it and it's a suitable venue for badminton. It has enough seating to to handle it, and and it works. I would suspect that what will happen at the Olympics for the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club is that we'll have countries that want to come to our club to train and base out of, so that you know they will the major Olympic wait. Village. Yeah, so that's usually what happens with these big mega events, whether it's the World Championships or whatever. We get countries that say, hey, I know that club. We want to train there every day. We don't want to train at one of these other commercial clubs. We want to go in there. And That's usually kind of our role in the Olympics. And then what happens also is we have, um, we have various persons that will end up being on that Olympic badminton committee. Working mm-hmm. towards putting it together. I, I suspect that right. will be our rule. Right. Yeah, wow. What, 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 and who knows? You know what? By 2028, we've got a couple of juniors right now. We've got a couple of kids playing out of a club. That it's conceivable that <laughs> if they went and played full time, and what you have to do in badminton is the same as any other sport. You've got to be giving it six to six to ten hours a day, six days a week. Yeah. You usually yeah. leave the country and train in another country, and so you, if, if if one or two of these kids currently has that kind of a commitment, maybe Manhattan Beach Badminton Club will have a really big presence. We'll have an actual participant again. We haven't had one since the '80s and the '90s. So wow, wow. It's not wow, easy. Yeah. Now, now, just for
0: for audience sake, I want to bring Maryanne uh, into the conversation, and and Maryanne, it's been such a joy, such a, a hidden gem, but tell us about the real sort of uh, impact that the uh, Badminton Club in Manhattan Beach has made. I mean, it's it's quite popular um, with people that, that know the venue, uh, they love it the moment they realize it's there, and then they get ideas about ways to use it. Tell us about that, Marianne.
3: Well, to be quite honest, I think Dean can answer that better than I can. Oh. I came on to help them produce a fundraiser uh, because historically they had had smaller uh, neighborhood events and wanted to help the Junior Foundation raise more funds. So that is why they brought me in. But Dean has all of the, the history there. Well, I'm the puppet so, the
2: yeah, so the Pub at the Club actually is the very first event, and Mary Ann made it possible for us. It, Pub at the Club has become the first event that we've ever held that really, quote, would be what you'd call super successful. We've had these great rummage sales, and they're really, really good with the community. People love it. Um, but it doesn't have the same kind of revenue potential, and it doesn't create – It's not a you know, the truth is that the, the rummage sale is our only other major public – um Event that also includes having sort of a social aspect because we have a um, we have a little little wine and cheese thing. But Pub at the Club is a real party. Pub at the Club mm-hmm. has professional uh, the best of South Bay in terms of restaurants and and breweries and microbreweries and bars and and even and even sponsors companies like Tesla. Just, just, and Marianne can speak better to who the people are that come, that make it so great. But what Pub at the Club has done is it let us open up to the outside community that's not even necessarily concerned with badminton at all. But because of what the foundation does at right. Michael's Place and with the the other things we do in the community, uh, Pub at the Club is a way for the community to get involved, come up to the club, enjoy the club, and to give back. Um, a little bit to the community by, by, by being, um, by being in attendance and, and coming and enjoying themselves for a great Sunday afternoon. So it's our premier event. And Mary Ann made that possible because there's no way we, as a, as a, as a badminton club had the, uh, had the ability to do anything, anything close to what's occurred here with public club, club. And it's a great, really, really funny one. And, uh, um, I'll let Mary speak to like who comes and all that stuff because that's out of my out of my range.
1: Well, before we get to that, before we get to that, before we get to that, no, what you've done is uh, what Mary said is you've extended your reach and you're bringing in an entirely new audience, a, a new group of people that probably had no idea it was there, right? Because as we know, the South Bay has become like the epicenter of the beer world. All right, I mean we now have like 26 you know, breweries and tasting rooms and brew pubs in the South Bay. And and beer, you know, is one of those things that people will travel for. People will come from outside the area to go to a new brewery or to do one of these brewery crawls or, uh, you know, tours of them. And we have so many of them right here in the South Bay. Uh, You know, you're bringing in all the – I would imagine, Marianne, that, uh, you know, the first – I would imagine that every year you've had this, so many people must say, I had no idea this place was here. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know, you know it's coming,
3: funny. Eat, oh,
1: I'm sorry. They're, they're, coming, no, they're, they're coming for the beer and the food and they're getting all this that they didn't know they were getting. Go ahead, Dean.
2: Yeah. What I was going to say, what's interesting for me, if I'll get out of this, gym, But um, what's interesting from my standpoint is that I have badminton people, from the Valley, from Inland Empire, from all over the place. The badminton people who normally only come here if they're playing in a tournament, they'll come to pub at the club. And they'll, they'll come because it's a chance to see the badminton club in a whole new light. With, mm. and, uh, and, and, again, it's, a, it's another one of those kind of give-back things where you can, you can give something back to the community and, 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 at large. The Michaels Place program is just unbelievable. Uh, as far as the the, um, the impact it has on us to get to teach it, and we think on the young people whose whose um, eye hand coordination and dexterity and things have improved so much through this program, and uh, we have that, and then we have you know we have the odd uh, the odd event here with Kiwanis or with with various other little groups that that can utilize the club. The, the problem the club has is it's not very big. Um, and that's mm-hmm. what makes the pub at the club so great is it's pretty intimate. You're around the pool, you're in a, you're, a, you're in a, a, a pool deck, the whole party takes place down there. And um, so for the, for like big events in the city, obviously we're not even close to like, say a Jocelyn center or anything like that, but we have our groups, we have our, our little uh, youth basketball guys practicing downstairs, or we have, uh, the like I said, the odd, uh, Part of high school groups and the small groups that want to use the facilities, and the club's always really good about um, about uh, being part of the community.
1: Well, that's what that's mm-hmm. what I like. That's what I like about it. it. You know, the fact that it is on the smaller end of venues is what makes it intimate and exclusive. You know, you can only sell so many tickets to it, which I appreciate. You know, Ex- yeah,
3: exactly. And there's the beautiful thing I think about Pub at the Club is that everyone always says. There aren't any lines. We have 20 uh, craft brewers in the South Bay. We have um, 10 restaurants, 10 vintners, and there's so much to go around and limited amount of tickets. You're not standing in line. You just get to enjoy and go from place to place and
1: not waste any time and just get to eat and drink. It's wonderful. Yeah, yes, right. yes, yes. Well, listen, Joe, um, let's do the station break. And when we come back i'm gonna i'm gonna take a detour okay so 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 let's right. do a station break and i, I have a detour i want to take
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the South Bay show. We bring this hyper local podcast to you two times a week, Thursdays at eight a m like today, and Fridays at eight a m Thursdays is South Bay Spotlight, where we cover. Some event, some venue, some uh, some community happening, uh, some business in the South Bay, and uh, try to dive deep and really get the the insider story. And then, of course, on Fridays at 8 a.m., it's Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, uh, sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber, which we're very proud of. We uh, cover mostly business and government. Uh, in Manhattan Beach, but it can be special events as well or all things Manhattan Beach. And and really, it's a wonderful time to find out more about your community. And I think that this is the exact kind of, of, of a podcast you'd want to share with friends and family in other parts of the country or around the world, because, of course, it is the Internet. So please join us every Thursday morning and Friday morning or join us on podcasts while you're working out or commuting to work we appreciate you and please share this with all your friends and neighbors now jackie something
1: different you know you know speaking of uh i, I forgot to mention tell you that uh when i was at this event down at the portofino on sunday um i was walking to or right bring getting food at the grill and as i'm walking by a woman says excuse me are you jackie and I said, yes, and she introduced herself, and, and it was one of those things where we're, we've been friends on Facebook. We've never met in person, um, but mm-hmm. she, the first thing she said was, oh, my goodness, you have the best podcast, so I just thought I should share that with you. Okay. 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 So anyway, okay, so I wanted to take a detour here, oh, be, and I know we've talked about oh, – what, Joe?
0: What? Oh, I I had the 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 great – honor and uh I was I was attending s- sort of a uh a uh going away party or uh, at the end of an era party at the South Bay um Symphony the Beach City Symphony
1: Oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. Barry
0: and it was wonderful and it was it was great uh the the music director uh was leaving and you know he and I uh Barry and I had been uh doing uh, podcasts podcasts For I don't know, the last six or seven years, uh, and I was really wonderful to to help send him off, very brisk. Uh, He'd been there for 25 years, but we've been only doing the podcast for five years. They announced that I was there, and people started clapping. It was the weirdest thing. It was my first kind of...
1: People kind
0: of <laughs> knew it, not because they knew me, but because they all listened because Barry was on it. You know,
1: <laughs> right, really right, 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 right. yeah. <laughs> a little recognition—it's always good. Just oh, people yeah. listening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. So let me let me veer off on this detail now, Marianne. I know that we've talked about this before because you've been on the show a few times. And mm-hmm. reading reading the intro, you know, you're one of the first concierges. In the city of Los Angeles, which blows my mind because you're not 105. All right. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, and and it's just funny because I um I've been reading this book this week. It's called Castle on the Hill, and it's the story of Chateau Marmont, in uh in mm-hmm. Hollywood, West Hollywood, wherever it is. Um, yeah. and it's so funny. It just go, gives the whole history of not just the hotel, but the Sunset Strip and what else was going on in Hollywood, from from 20s I guess it was right Um, and they talk at length about the other hotels the Beverly Hills Hotel the Beverly Hills you know all these other old hotels the Garden of Allah Um, I mean just old hotels and so there have been nice big fancy hotels in in Los Angeles for a long time but there weren't concierges was the concierge like a new invention in the 80s
3: it really was I think when I started, there was six in the city it it's european i mean it, um ledor keeper of the keys um started in europe and then in the eighties early eighties nineteen eighty is when I was hired at the hacienda hotel and they wanted a concierge and I was one of six
1: wow so, yes wow that's 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 nutty. I, I mean, that, that yes. I just find that very it, it was was it was were all like major new like New York, Chicago. They didn't have them either. You know what? New oh, you York may not, very yeah. well
3: might have because mm-hmm.
1: I was in LA, so I, I
3: didn't keep up on what was happening. I had never heard the word concierge before, so um, it was new to me. Uh, there could very well, and I I would not be surprised. Yeah, I would say New York probably very well did, but L A was just coming on the scene with concierges in 1980.
1: That is so wow. interesting. I find that so interesting. Yeah, because I mean today, you know everybody has them. I mean they're they're just part of the of the workings of hotels these days. And so I was just mm-hmm. uh, I was just curious. Uh, all right, yeah. okay, so let let's get back to let's get back to fun. Okay, so. I've been to this event a couple of times. Um, We know the setup. Uh, Pub at the club. Pub at the club on Sunday, September eighth, from two to five p.m. at the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club. We're pronouncing it correctly, at least. Uh, So, Marianne, tell us what restaurants, bars will be partaking, and what people can expect because the food and the the food and the beverages are just amazing.
3: Yes, we have always have a great show. Um, so Saul is has been on for the past four years, uh, from El Segundo and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um You are local ninety uh pizza, they bring their oven and cook fresh pizzas all day. It's wonderful. Um Homey M B is new for us this year. Um Ziffless Group uh, Rock and Brews has always been a huge supporter since Mike was the one that introduced us. So Rock and Brews is always a big um, sponsor and supporter, as well as Zicad Shade, Brewco. Um, this year we have Ripe Choice Catering, which I love. Um, and let's see, as far as the breweries go, we have 20, but to name some of the, my favorites would be El Segundo Brewing, Strand Brewing uh King Harbor, Mog, Absolution, uh, a few Vintners. we have Comstock, uh Chalk Hill, Kinship, Kitson, Rankin, um Camere, Champagne. And we always have Mikey's uh the cafe from Michael's Place.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: And they, they always uh do wonderful baked goods. Uh this year I'm happy to announce that we are presented by Porsche South Bay. So nice. it's wonderful to have them on board, yes. And we have so many um, supporters this year. Besides Rock and Brews as a sponsor, we have Aldrich Turkmany Insurance from Manhattan Beach. We have Dave & Buster's coming on, bringing games. Chevron. Um, El Camino College, Modern Woodmen of America, West Basin, Municipal Water District. Ride Yellow is giving us a $15 credit because we encourage people not to drive. We don't like right. to our neighbors at all with parking, uh, with impairing the residential parking at all. So Ride Yellow is giving a $15 credit, one way for you to get there or get home. We also have BAMIT, PNC Bank, Fusion Academy. Cal Private Bank, mm. Human Landscapers, Box Human Landscapers mm. in Manhattan Beach is going to be doing their favorite. My favorite. Uh, oh, no, I love
1: that. Love that. Oh, <laughs> no, my goodness. This is the best. Oh, that that, you know something? The, that, that may be the only line. That may be the <laughs> only line. It, it's always oh. a line. Oh, my goodness. I've yes, seen always. them at other events, and there is always a line for the nostril wax. It is fantastic. Yes. I've done it. it <laughs> I mean, I would, I would imagine that that's something that people are not gonna. That is so unique. I love that. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. We love box, box, even landscapers. That's fantastic. Have a beer. Get your nostrils waxed. Oh my god. There you go. And by, yeah. And by the way, it's completely painless. It's complete. It's completely yeah. painless. They're they're so good at Bree is so good at that. She, I mean, it's like you go in thinking, oh my god, that's got to hurt like crazy. No, it doesn't. It's quick. And your, your nostrils are hair-free thereafter.
3: Absolutely. Right. There's one there's one more sponsor that I want to mention. at Detail Tile and Stone Studio in Manhattan Beach. But we're we have a lot of support this year. Very excited about everyone who has come on and the recognition in the fourth year. And then people that have not made it, you know, like people at the city, at City Hall in Manhattan, you know, that every year I say, come, come, come. Are finally saying, you know what? I got to come this year. It's like, yes, you do, because it's really yeah. a great event. And then, of course, it we is. have it's... a DJ. We have Vox. Vox will be entertaining us, and um, just a lot of fun. We also have a Vox silent is. auction, by the way. Um, oh. which is giving us um, the Porsche experience. That's going to be oh. our biggest silent auction item, which is very wonderful which I had no idea what it was but I understand boys really like that where they get to drive a Porsche around the track so
1: yes yes that's in, is that is that in, is that in Carson the Porsche the Porsche track is. is that it is yeah it is. you know that that's something that um has always been in the back of my mind I should get it you know for my husband for his birthday or you know the holidays or something that's yeah that's great and uh uh, another old local, uh, not, no, excuse me, not old. Uh, Elizabeth Walmark is working over there now, I believe. Uh, she used mm. to be with the the Bellamar in Manhattan Beach, and she's over there. So, mm. yeah, that's a that's a terrific experience if you are into driving fast cars.
3: Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. So um, that is another revenue stream for us is our silent auction, and we get some really wonderful, wonderful.
1: Um, is this the first year you're doing the silent, silent auction?
3: No, we. It's our third year, and this year we're third just year, okay. coming up with yeah, which' bigger and better. And the other thing that I wanted to mention, um, Jackie, I did do a special discount code for your listeners. Um, quite deep discount code.
1: Yes, the way. we love we love the discount codes. Please tell us. Tell us what it is.
3: Yeah, So if you go on Eventbrite um, and you enter S B, Jackie, you will get a thirty dollar discount off of the eighty nine dollar general admission price. So it's a fifty nine dollar. All right. Pass that up. Yeah. Oh uh,
1: yeah. So we're that, gonna push that. Yeah. That's we're gonna wow. push that. That's that's great. We love our discounts. We love our discount codes. Uh, thank you for doing that. Um, Yes, that's fantastic. I mean, $89 instead of $89, $59. I I mean, it's great. That's great.
3: We just appreciate you helping us get the word out. So we wanted to show you how much we appreciate.
1: Oh, thank you, Mary. It's what I do, it's what I do. Uh
0: (laughs) That's 33% of appreciation. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Fantastic.
1: So, So Dean... Oh, oh. So the, oh, go ahead, Dean. So
2: oh. <laughs> okay, so the other thing I was going to tell you is that um, from the community community standpoint and getting people to show up, um, for people out there in the community, like I have one of the city councilmen uh, going to Mary Ann's Point that lives next door to me, and, and he was telling me that, yeah, this year I'm going to make sure I come. He came last year. And he just thought it was great. And he hadn't come in the other two years, but last year he showed up and this year he absolutely saw me the other day. We were talking about it and he goes, yeah, when, you know, we have got to make sure I come I'm looking forward to it. He goes, it's so great. It's intimate. It's not seven hours. It's not some drawn out. It's a great, concise event with, um, excellent food, excellent, uh, excellent, obviously excellent beverages. And, um, just a really, really, really intimate opportunity. You get to actually meet people who live in the community, that are your neighbors, that uh, um, they're kind of all in the same boat. You know, they don't, they're not necessarily club members. A lot of people are club members, but a lot of people aren't club members. And, and you find out that you have a lot, a lot in common and a lot going on with these other, uh, these other community members, these other, these other neighbors of yours and that to me was one of the one of the cool parts too for in the years past is i run into people that i used to know oh my gosh you're dean shoppy you're, you're like we went to aviation together or whatever you get a chance to kind of run into people you might not run into um outside of an event like this so um i i think it's really intimate and really fun and uh highly recommend people take the time and with a 30 dollar discount that's really good that's like as good a price as we got for pre sale for members. So that's a really good opportunity for the uh, for the community to uh, come over here and enjoy a really, really cool afternoon.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a very cool afternoon and again it's on Sunday, September eighth, from two to five PM. I like that I like what you mentioned about that Dean, that it's not some long, drawn out half day event or something. You know, it's few hours, it's small, it's intimate. And uh, and 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 I and the other thing, and we know this from speaking with you previously, is you have a lot of club members that don't even play badminton, right? You have, you have that's you correct. Have all sorts yeah, of most of yeah, our
2: club don't... members do not play badminton. They're pool members. They take swimming lessons. We have a great uh, mm. uh, Dr. Scott teaches swimming here um, up from from Marymount University. Uh, we have. Uh, downstairs, uh, artificial turf basketball, all all-purpose kind of a court thing that's grass, but it's actually a basketball court. It's pretty unique. It's a sport court. Uh, so we have little kids. We have a little kids basketball team that practices here once a week, and I'm talking little kids. We're talking where we have to lower the basket down to 7'5", five, but we have a an adjustable hoop. Um, we have um, obviously the swimming pool, the jacuzzi. But most of the members join for social reasons. When, what I talked about earlier with those flags, um, I don't have it in front of me, but the emblem of the badminton club starts out with a court jester on top of a, of, a, of a shield. And within the shield is a martini glass going back to the 1930s. And inside the martini glass is the badminton racket and shuttle. So the the number one thing is the core gesture, the, the, the having fun, being part of being part of I guess a party. Number two is the martini glass of having having. This is you know post post prohibition, so having having adult beverages being available, and then number three was the badminton part, and then the sun and the, the sun and the water are alongside of those two. And the sun and the water sort of preempted the badminton, but the badminton still mm-hmm. thrives. We have, we have adult beginning classes. In fact, ironically, I didn't even mention this earlier, we have a program that we partner with the city of Manhattan Beach. So if you're not a badminton club member and you want to get involved or you want your kids to maybe try it, we have a program through Parks and Recreation that starts every about – there's usually about three-week hiatus in between each session – through the Parks and Recreation, you just go online for Manhattan Parks and Recreation, and you'll find beginning badminton for adults from 7 to 8 o'clock at night on Monday nights. And, and uh, I think they call it junior badminton, or they call it um, – I can't remember what they call it, but it's like uh, children anywhere from about 7 to 15. We have a program on Mondays from 5 to 6. And we combine, we, we get the kids involved, we get them interested in the sport, we teach them, we have we have instructors that are obviously all, you know, background checked and the whole bit like we would for any other program. And the kids get a chance to play at the club and see if they like badminton. And we have had so many people now in the last couple of years that we've done this city program, join the badminton club for their children or join the badminton club for themselves to play badminton. And, uh... That's been a a wonderful addition. The other thing that that this Pub at the Club, it's sort of a backdoor, but it helps the Maricosta High School badminton team. Maricosta High School has a phenomenal badminton team. They've had a great team since the inception of badminton in the 1970s. Uh, Badminton disappeared out of CIF for a while but came back. And last year, Maricosta was number three in the Open Division, which basically put them number three on all of the southern part of the United, uh, of California, probably they're the third or fourth strongest team in the United States for high school. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Ar- Arcadia came in second this year in Southern section and Arcadia went up North to play the team in Northern California that hadn't lost in 12 years and Arcadia beat them. And Arcadia got beat badly by diamond bar, who is the strongest team in the country. No, no, there's no, there's nobody to close. Um, but Manhattan beach had a great high school program. It was started by Rocky Wilson, uh, who was a vice principal over at Maricosta where he reinitiated the team many years ago. Last year, his daughter McKenna was the coach. And she, like I said, she took them all the way to third. They had, um, the CIF champions, two of the kids from the club, uh, and Maricosta were uh Jake uh, Musashi Cone, Moose Cone, which is Yuko Kawasaki's son, and a young man named Tiger Howe. They won the they won the singles or uh, the doubles. We have a kid named Eric May. It's been a CIF champion in in in, in uh, boy singles or men singles, whatever they call it for those guys. Uh, we've had Lulu Yu. Who, all the and the other thing about this Maricosta Badminton team is that this Maricosta Badminton team is also. Among the strongest academically at the school, as far as as far as athletics go, these kids you know are going to all over the country uh, to Berkeley. Some of them to we've had kids go off to 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 Yale to whatever. They 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 go out all over the place to study because they're all super super high achievers, super high um, intellects, and great kids. And that's another thing that Pub in the Club Pub at the Club definitely benefits that because. The foundation, the badminton club, is super generous and doesn't charge Maricosta to use the courts. And Maricosta is so impacted with their other sports. And now in the last couple of years, they have no gym. So mm. the club has been super instrumental in keeping the Maricosta team thriving. So we uh, definitely want to throw kudos that way.
0: Dean, can you talk a little bit about, you know, for those people that aren't familiar with the the practice schedules and and the way that badminton uh, impacts young players, why is it, do you think that the players uh, at Costa are so, such a uh, good students? Because of course what they do has to allow for study and, and, and that sort of thing. Is, Is there something about the sport
2: yeah, the thing that's interesting about badminton that makes it, sets it apart, it's probably, um, it's, it's individual, right? It's all up to you. You play singles or you play doubles, but in the end, it's just an individual sport, and the, the individual has to be responsible for themselves. The individual has to be responsible for their progress, for their training. Yeah, you have coaches, you have teams, you have practices and things, but the same things that go into life to make a person successful, taking indivi- uh, individual responsibility, and um, finishing your homework and getting all your things done and planning out your day and all the kinds of things that go into success are the same things that are required in badminton. The second part of badminton that's so interesting is that it's very, very intimate. It it teaches incredible social skills. And and it's not just badminton kids. I don't I don't see very many other kids. I work with CIF and Badminton. I work with kids all over the country with badminton. But but I do know That with The the social skills that badminton teaches are are just outstanding because you'll get kids that are awkward, that aren't very social, that aren't very good um, socially at all. Maybe they're super, super, super brilliant or whatever. But the fact is when I lose a badminton rally to you and I hit the bird in the net, by rules, I have to go up and get the bird and hand you the bird. And when you miss a shot, you have to give me the bird. And there's no Mm -hmm. other sport like that at a professional level. Tennis, we have people who, you know, you hit the ball into the net. We're pretty close. We're pretty close in tennis, but we're basically playing on the back line. In badminton, we're playing 10 feet apart, 12 feet apart. And in tennis, somebody goes and picks the ball up, and you don't ever have to interact with your opponent. But in badminton, you have to interact with your opponent every single rally. And that's one of the things Mm -hmm. that's so great about the Michaels Place experience. These are kids. That, oh my gosh, if you had seen it years ago before we start, when the kids come in, it, it's just un, it's truly unbelievable. And, and the high school team obviously isn't the same kind of student as a Michael's Play student, but the, the social growth is similar. It's really, really remarkable because of mm-hmm. the intimacy of the sport and the individual responsibility necessary to, to excel in the sport. Teach kids
1: just incredible
2: life lessons. Wow.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's that's really interesting. I never thought of it that way, but um, I was a competitive fencer, fencer for years. Same and it's thing, very right? Similar. Very, very oh gosh, similar. Wow. Yes. Yes. At the Olympic yes.
2: Training Center where I coach a lot of times up in Colorado Springs, the the picture, the, there's a big mural up there inside of the gyms. There's various murals, but there's one in particular that we use for badminton because – Badminton and fencing have so many crossover skills with the lunging and all that. Yeah. And um, the photograph that I use constantly to point to my athletes is say, look at that fencing photograph, and look at how how one person is extended and is actually scoring a point, and the other person is withdrawing, and it shows you and they're losing the point, and it shows you how it's going to go in life for you. If you're the one reaching out, you're going to get the point, and uh, the fencing. The fencing photo is, is by uh my Hallmark teaching tool up on the walls of the Olympic Training Center. That's why I didn't know you fenced.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's very interesting very interesting way to to, to you explained it very well. Uh wow. Um, you know, Joe, this hour's just flying by. Um I wanna yes, get some contact information. Okay, so we're talking about pub at the club. Which takes place at the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club on Sunday, September eighth, from two to five p.m. And if you want a discount, and who doesn't want a discount, you can use the promo code S B Jackie. That's S B is in South Bay. S B Jackie, and you're going to get thirty dollars off your ticket. All right. Wow. Uh, you go to the event Pride page or the information is also on my website, southbaybyjackie.com uh it's going to be a fantastic afternoon. We've been there. We know it. It's fantastic. You don't want to miss it. It's September 8th. Uh most of the kids will be back in school. <laughs> uh so so um yeah. So uh and and generally in September we have the most gorgeous weather, which unfortunately this summer has been very strange. The sun finally came out in August. Uh, it it didn't it didn't make much of an appearance in June and July. Uh so yeah, this is a fantastic event. Now, um, web, give us the website, uh, Marianne, so that uh, people can, if they want to learn about the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club, it, you know, I'm sure that there's a place on there to click to get tickets if they want more information. What's what's the website?
3: Well, we actually have two. We have pubattheclub.com, which has everything, uh, everything that you need to know about Pub at the Club, but it also has history of Manhattan Beach Badminton Club, the Junior Foundation everything it is that we do but you can see everybody that will be pouring, serving, attending, sponsoring on Pub at the Club and then there's also the Manhattan Beach Badminton Club website that gives you information about the badminton
1: club. The badminton club and the badminton community which is yes. international. It's uh yes. it's it's an international group. Uh, uh now Dean, I yes. I think in my in my humble opinion, I think you should bring back the tradition of raising the flags. Yeah. I love that. Well, I love that. We'd have
2: to have a flagpole, and I'll bet you we couldn't get a zoning for one high enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's gotta, it would have to go higher than the height of the houses around us now. We have houses near us that are almost as high as our gym. So,
1: uh, <laughs> so maybe? The flag
2: won't be of any value.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe maybe yeah. a weather balloon maybe maybe you can get some weather balloons and and send yeah, up the flag that's what you'd
2: have you have to do you have to send up a flag on a balloon or something a, send up different <laughs> balloons but but uh, no, you know it, it served its purpose, and what's remarkable is was actually used i mean it's crazy it it but it goes back to you know like you were talking about going down to Port Royal and down there the if you go to the Yacht Club or if you go to Redondo Beach, the Yacht Club, or any of those, you'll see those flags when there's different regattas oh, yeah. going on. They're the same, same flags that they've been using on ships forever to, to identify what's going on or who's on a ship. Or. So it's pretty funny, right. and it's, it's definitely – it shows you the, the, the beach correlation to the badminton club right from the beginning. That the, the people who were starting the badminton club in the 30s were also the people going to the beach – inventing surfing and the people are going and inventing volleyball on the beach. And it's all the same group.
1: And we teach the young ones how, how we used to communicate in the good old days, right?
2: That's right. Yep. Yep. Either verbally or with a flag.
1: <laughs> I like
2: it. I like it. This has
1: been fantastic. I love, I love doing this show every year. We love hearing the history of it. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Joe, we gotta, we gotta wrap this up.
0: I guess we do. Uh it, what a wonderful event, Dean and Marianne. We love we love we love Pub at the Club and of course the Badminton Club in general. It's it's a treasure. It's it's a, a hidden a hidden gem in Manhattan Beach. Dean Shopee, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you very much for having me and for having us and for publicizing our uh the wonderful program and the wonderful event that Marianne has, has put together for us.
0: And Marianne, one of the finest uh concierges in uh Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> my pleasure,
1: my pleasure. And, and we can give a we can we can give a little plug to dine around LA. Real quick, Marianne, uh, you yes. want to do that?
3: Sure. Um it is actually um directed towards concierges, but I introduce concierges to restaurants um, all over the city, but I focus mainly on the South Bay, and I work with restaurateurs who want to build their concierge loyalty programs and uh, fill their seats, so that's Dine Around L.A.
1: And you must be great. in 7th Heaven with all the fabulous restaurants we have in the South Bay these days. Boy, oh boy, there is Absolutely. no shortage of great, great food. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Take it away, Jill. Okay.
0: Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, what a wonderful uh, week it's been, and we're looking forward to a great weekend. Uh, I think the weather's going to be nice, and uh, thank you, Jackie.
1: Always a pleasure, Joe. We'll talk tomorrow, right?
3: Bye-bye, everyone.